Alright, hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Mostly Nerdy Nonsense with Jim and Zane, where what we talk about is in our name and I'm your host Zane. And I'm Jim. And two things tonight, we are doing our first season review of a TV show and we have two special guests with us. We have Mark and Pierce on the show to talk about the book of Boba Fett. Are you guys, uh, how are you guys doing tonight? You know, I, um... I thought we were more important than that. I think you would introduce us first before the topic, but yeah, it's okay. It's alright. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not a personal thing. Hurt. It kind of feels personal. <laughs> I mean, we can restart. <laughs> no, no, not necessary. I mean, you guys, you guys are making it seem necessary. <laughs> I don't even want to do the podcast anymore. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm getting paid enough for this shit. You guys are getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> Now that I think about it, we didn't lay down any blankets or anything to muffle the echoiness of our apartment, no. so it might be a little echoey uh, on the edit, but that's okay. There's we a, can make that a, work. There's a setting for that. <laughs> How are you doing, Zane? Um, I don't know. I'm, I was, I'm getting ready to talk about the book of Boba Fett. I just realized I am wearing literally the loudest outfit I could possibly have put on. <laughs> I mean, this is... Listen to this. Rick your pants. That's a lot of shit. Yeah, I didn't wow. hear anything. Okay. It looks like it came <laughs> up in the recording on my end, so you will, I guess. Um, it's like a, I'm wearing snow pants, essentially. That's what <laughs> Why? <laughs> it's really windy here, Zane. Mm, it's windy, windy yeah. in the house. It's just mm. so much wind. Um, but yeah, Zane, if you want to lead us off in Book of Boba Fett, and I will chime in whenever I feel there's a, something I need to add, but... Alright, um, but we all have, like, finished Book of Boba Fett, right? Like, I mean, the, the finale's relatively new, like, it came out Wednesday, and I wanted to make sure we're all on the same page. Yeah, I really yeah. like... I, Ma- I mean, it. Mandalorian Season 3 was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, just for anybody 2. listening, 2.5, right? <laughs> 2.5. For anybody Lion listening, King there are going to be uh, spoilers <laughs> for the season. Yeah, it really was. Lion King one and a half. Yeah. <laughs> there are going to be spoilers for this season of Book of Boba Fett. Obviously, um, this will have come out like just over a week past the finale. So I think we've given you ample time. But this is a spoiler warning anyway. Yes. So kind. So what'd you, what'd you're, you guys... you're very kind. I feel like I have to, you know, because I, I hate when people spoil shit for me. It just, it bugs me so much. All right, well, um, yeah, you guys started off. Let's, let's hit it. Okay, so, okay. Here's my, my thoughts on the book of Boba Fett is that it didn't necessarily need to be a Boba Fett show. No, 100% agree. I um, think that this, this could have been a, a three or four episode offshoot in a season of The Mandalorian. I yeah. remember hearing something along the idea of being floated of, like, a Tales of Mandalore sort of a thing, where, like... It's like an it, anthology series, almost? Sort of, that kind of all builds together towards the end. Because I think, that... ultimately, like, what they're doing here is they're building Boba Fett up to be a Mandalorian alongside Din in his show. Like, I really feel like that's what this is leading to. I, yeah, I don't know if I 100% agree with that. Honestly, I feel like maybe this is them just like settling him into a spot where they can pull him whenever they feel like they need him, but he's not going to be super regular. That's my thought anyway. No, and I, that, I agree a lot actually with that. I just think that like 
they're trying to make Boba Fett this more like honorable character because he has a history of bounty hunting, and it's pretty obvious that like uh, Mandalorians like Bo Katan kind of look down on people who bounty hunt. Um, so I think this is them trying to reclaim Boba's character a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I can I can see that. I just like I, I don't know. bless you. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like. Uh, I don't know. Sorry. Well, <laughs> like, uh, brain farting. So, how do we want to talk about since we're since this is a season review? How do we want to go about breaking this down? Do we want to? I ha- I kind of have the I, list of episodes in front of me. If we want to kind of go like start to finish and then just kind of interject where we have points. So I, yeah, yeah, I feel like that would that would work perfectly. Honestly. First, right. the first three episodes were the best in my opinion. I agree with you. To be completely honest. They were the only three that focused on Boba, really. Yeah, it was the most linear story. I feel like. it was almost like a, a miniature arc. Yeah. Of the catching you up on Boba. Yeah, we got two Boba Fett stories all at one time in three episodes of TV that I didn't think we would ever get. So like, those first three were really really fun to watch. I think I don't know, like the whole thing with Din and Grogu. It, it didn't need to be in there. If if they didn't do the non-linear storytelling in the first three episodes, that's like four or five episodes right there by itself. Like, you didn't need to do that, especially for a Boba Fett show. Yeah, I, I, I understand, like, partially what they're doing because, like, any... This is not the same as TV, but any Star Wars, like, novel I've read that's, like an extended universe type of thing is like it's broken up into these storytelling things where you're meeting different characters all going on the same path so like them doing a small offshoot to din doing his thing i don't know that he needed two episodes but having one episode of it i think would have been fine just to like connect him back to the bigger story right yeah i don't know i think i think that's probably like the most i don't know universal complaint to come out of the show is that it just didn't feel like like it felt like I don't know, like the name was there just as a name and like not as anything else, not to describe what the show was about, really. <laughs> yeah, mean, no, I I know what you mean. Or almost as if they didn't have the full story that they wanted to do, so they had to throw in some Mandalorian in there. Like like you could have just made it a five episode show, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like a, yeah, like a mini series or whatever. So I mean. It's not like I didn't like the the Din arc and like all that stuff, but it, even with like just the Boba Fett storyline, they did some stuff I didn't really like. Like, what did you guys think of the 1960 greaser cyborgs? Yeah, the mods. So I shared like some pretty interesting information with Zane last night. It was um, yeah, you did. Okay, well, um, <laughs> so. Uh, someone I'm like super close with and like they have a lot of um, knowledge on like English underground and like the bands of like England and that underground scene and whatever there it was a scooter gang called mods and that's exactly what these characters are is they're totally based on that with their like super posh English accents and, like, the fact that they ride, like, the super opulent scooters. And the real, like, punk style and attitude yeah. toward everything. Yeah. so they're, like, totally 100% based on... It's, like, on... a direct reference to something. Yeah, yeah. I feel 
personally that it was like pretty on the nose and maybe it's like i'm like a boomer when it comes to like star wars <laughs> stuff and i like hate anything that's like i don't know just like doesn't seem like it fits or is like super jarring so like i don't know something about like their accents their dialogue and like the way they just like the characters were designed i guess looked like i don't know just off-putting to me it was it it I think the dialogue Jared, in general was very strange in this show. Yeah, I, a hundred percent, my like worst the the worst thing I can say about the show is that the writing was just bad. I personally, I don't think it was very good. My only problem that I ever had with the mods, personally, while watching the show, was in the finale when he did that little spin move before he shot his blaster that was totally unnecessary and didn't need yeah, to be there i remember i that. would i would like to point out that din did the same thing with boba fett in the fight probably five minutes before that i'm sure he did but <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know um it... um i didn't i didn't run into the mods very hard i thought that they were kind of goofy but like I don't know. I still enjoyed what they were because like it's just a different version of what we've gotten with people who have like lost limbs like granted these people who have these are like the mods are people who have like chosen to get these upgrades or robotic parts whatever you want to refer to them as whereas like luke and vader got them because they needed them so this is just a more of like an expression of individuality and i think that's what the punk part of it is kind of going for yeah i was talking to my dad a little bit about this and that's exactly what he said he's like well they're trying to like open up an appeal to like a different like group of people that aren't like super represented in star Wars, I guess, if you want to call it that. But this is like, I don't know, super on the nose representation, I guess it's like pushing, (laughs) pushing it very, very hard. Um, is what I would say really put pushing what pushing just like these are super punk and like, like it's so, I I don't know. It just seems so like super stereotypical, like the type of characters that they are. Cultural to like the capitalist. Yeah. yeah, Moss Eisley and whatnot. Exactly. Like they're just really on the nose and I felt like maybe they could have put like a a tiny bit more effort into like their design or something. More subtle. Yeah. 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 That, and I feel like what we've learned about punk characters is they probably wouldn't want to go for a person or wouldn't want to work for a person who's trying to be a crime boss of the underground. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I just wish they, I wish they made, they made their, the tech that they wear and have augmented on them look like it fits more into the, like just the, the Star Wars, the universe. Yeah. Yeah. The universe. And also, it, it was their tech and their hover scooters. That yeah, this the scooters were kind of off-putting. I will admit. <laughs> like, I, I'm, it's not like I hate the idea. It's just yeah. the, the aesthetics of it made yeah. me and the, the right. chase scene. Like, with maybe them, maybe we can work best. up to that. Yeah, I mean, I think this is like, I, like I appreciate them trying something new at least as much as as I said earlier, like a bit of a Star Wars boomer. But I just like. I don't know. There's like something. It just didn't seem like fully thought through. Like it just seemed like kind of like a half-assed idea that was like, kind of just tossed in to be like, well, we can try it and see how it works, and that's fine. But I don't. Know, I feel like maybe this isn't like uh, with a character that's so like beloved in the franchise and making a show for him. I feel like maybe this wasn't the right like testing ground. And 
it, personally, I mean, you, yeah, I don't know. Now that I'm thinking about it, if I saw those same exact characters with the same exact scooters, but they were introduced in a high society like Sky City that Star Wars yeah. have, it would be different. But they're on like tat- Coruscant or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're on Tatooine. Like it's right. like this sandy little shit box, and then you got these. They're, they're, just, they're just too shiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like something, they just don't fit. I feel like they would have fit perfectly on like Coruscant or another city type. I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree area. with that. <clears throat> but I um, think if we're going to start in like episode order, I need to say like first of all that like I think the titles of the episodes are one of my favorite parts of the show because they're very like westerny in the titles and i thought they were super cool titles to be completely honest you'd have to read the titles off to me because i never paid attention i just (laughs) (laughs) i just looked at them as episode one or two or whatever yeah so So episode one is a stranger in a strange land and that's where we see boba fett like clawing his way out of the sarlacc pit we get introduction to the tuscan raiders and then we see him and Fennec walking about in most Espa or most Isley, whatever place they're in. They aren't very, very. They aren't very good at like differentiating between those two places. I'm sorry, say that. <laughs> I'm sorry, say. Um, it's, it, I I wasn't paying attention. Mark, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're gonna have to say that again. Mark was like making motions at me, and I was super confused. I'm so sorry. Oh, so where do you need me to start from again? Just, just start that. That, he was, he that was I heard the stranger in the strange land part, and but it was that last, that very last portion I didn't hear. He was talking about them walking around in yeah, Moss Eisley or Moss Espa, or what the difference is between the two of them. And like the two are different places, but they just don't like. They say both of them quite a bit, and never quite deliberately say that like he's in Moss Eisley or he's in Moss Espa. Well, I, I think, like, that, I think I, they're in Moss Espa most of the show. Well, Moss Eisley is where, like, the Cantina Band was in the original A New Hope. trilogy. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's super confusing, too, because, like, they, you can't really, del- like, differentiate the two, like, super well, especially being on Tatooine. <laughs> like, everything <laughs> looks the same. Oh. So. Oh, so you're saying there were two places. <laughs> see, I did not know that. Yeah, see, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's, like, it's super difficult to be, like, oh, well, yeah. this is... Like, like you really just can't make the like places look all that different there. But no, I thought like the first episode was a really strong opening for the show. It's what I expected of the Boba Fett show. Yeah, I wanted more raiders, honestly. Yeah, I feel like they they did away with the Tuscans like super, super quickly, Um, like way, way faster than I thought they would. I thought they would have been like super integral to like the ending. Of the show. Yeah, dude, I really thought that that was going to be like, oh, we need foot soldiers and Boba Fett's like, don't worry, I got right. some people. Yeah, exactly. So, like, one thing that I wish that they would have done, that would have been a very simple extra little thing in the storyline to give some more uh, motivation to Boba is they had the the biker gang take out the Tuscans, right? That should no. have been a, that should have been a lie. It, it, it was. It was. It was. And it was Cad Bane. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was the Pikes. It, it, was, it was the Pikes, not specifically. The Pikes Cad killed Bane. them and made well, it look what, like the Biker that, Gang. That's what I was gonna say. Is it, it should have been Cad Bane, is what I think. I agree um, with you. I think that they needed to interject him into that plot a little bit more, because anybody who like hasn't watched Clone Wars has no idea what happened between those two. And even would, then, like 
there's some stuff that happened between them that's like not even canon it's like unreleased little plot points that aren't like true to the story Mm -hmm. it would have just given some more in-story tension between those two characters, especially considering that like the bikers didn't have any yeah, honestly, real bearing on the story whatsoever. I feel like he should have been introduced way earlier. Because, I, like, agree. I understand it was like a big like tease thing and like it would hype everybody up for the end, but like honestly I feel like putting him in early would have just made it would have freed up like the writers to do more, yeah. I feel like. And like one thing that gets brushed over that they don't even like talk about in this show is that like Cad Bane was trained by Django Fett in bounty hunting. Is that's that, never like addressed. Is that a Legends thing? No, that's canon. But that's reference. Like... That's addressed in the Clone Wars. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, and that's that's why like you, if you look at like his, uh, just like all of his gear, it's like all super Mandalorian inspired. Yeah, like the wrist gauntlets and the like the pistols and stuff. Yeah. Hmm. Even even his his wrist gauntlets they look like very similar to Boba to, Fett's. Yeah, they do. Have you seen the picture of the um, old Western figure who Cad Bane is actually based off of? Yes, I have. His look. Uh, it's from the, uh, the Good, the, the Bad, and the Ugly. Yeah, the villain from oh, the Good, okay. the Bad, and the Ugly. It, like it's the same wrist gauntlets and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. Same coat, I did same see hat. That, yeah. So. I, at, uh, hey, we're, we're at, at, at 17 minutes at this point, I feel like the, the general audience member listening to this conversation might think that we dislike this show. <laughs> I don't think that that's the overall opinion between all of us. <laughs> I, I, I really enjoyed this show. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, <clears throat> Pierce, I don't think did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I think this is... There's like the huge... I don't know. It's like a, a what a lot of people are like. Well, it, like especially with the spin, some of the spinoff stuff that they've been doing. Like particularly, I guess the movies. A lot of people are like, well, if you remove Star Wars from the title, then they're good movies. It's like, well, that's that doesn't really point. make sense. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, I think like looking at it as like I don't know. I guess a more like casual not to sound super nerdy but like a casual star wars fan sure it was like pretty good i guess but i don't know now pierce to to me i'm gonna say something that i think it might make you just a little upset it it probably will but (laughs) so like so my whole is it's about boba fett specifically (laughs) no 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 i i i again believe that um when it comes to Star Wars, all opinions are valid. It's when you invalidate other people's opinions that I no longer validate yours. No, no, that's fair. So my thoughts on Boba Fett going into the show was that I didn't care at yeah. all. Yeah. I didn't care what they did with Boba Fett. I saw him as a cool suit of armor until they used him in The Mandalorian. I'm like, all right, this dude's pretty badass. They humanize him a bit through like the Clone Wars and Attack of the Clones specifically because you see him as a kid. And you see his father, so like you get like a kind of a face to the name, right. but you get not much more than that. So like when they announced a Boba Fett show, I'm like, I mean that's cool, but I, I just don't care. So mm. I left that show still liking Boba Fett more than I ever have. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, I, one opinion that I'd heard as a detractor to the show is, um, why don't why, why is he in the helmet more? Why is you know he's he's cool because the outfit's cool. Leave him in the helmet. That's why he's cool. But 
I think that the difference between him and the Mandalorian, like Din Djarin, is we've only seen Din's face the one time, and they used that as a last episode reveal. We didn't know what he looked like until then. Well, going into they did this, it. They did we, it in the first yeah, season. They did it a couple times. Going into then, the show, we knew what the guy was going to look like because we knew what his dad looked like. Yeah, and we knew who was playing him. So I understand him not wearing the helmet as often as he did. Well, and wearing the helmet ninety five percent of the time is the Mandalorian's character. Like, right. Yeah, that's like a part of his creed, like a specific like sect of Mandalorian. Like the Death Watch does that. Right, like we had we didn't see Boba take off his helmet because we'd only spent a total of ten minutes with him screen time total. That and I think like when Boba was more of a bounty hunter, he wanted to remain mysterious. Whereas like now he is a daimyo, he's a crime lord. He wants people to know who he is. And he also so with or without his armor, long, he also spent however long outside of his armor, anyways, with the Tuscans. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Well, the other thing is, is like it it's still armor at the end of the day. Like it's still a helmet. You know what I mean? It's like the same thing as like people going to actual war. Like if you take your helmet off, there's a risk of, I don't know. It's like, it's like the injecting the realism quote unquote into it or whatever. But like, and especially that's why I think like he's always in it when there's danger around, like whenever there's actual like danger, he's normally in his armor. Right. Yeah. Um, before we just keep talking about what this show isn't or what it could have been, can I say one more, what I wish it was? And it's something that I heard from uh, Mark Renardin on the Fat Man Beyond podcast. I think I know what you're talking about, yeah, and I would and, definitely and like to hash that out a little bit. That he, yeah, what he said that he wished he would have gotten from that show is, after all the Tuscan stuff from the first three episodes, that instead of... Like, you, you still bring in the Mandalorian as, as your end-of-the-season cameo to help him out with, his, like, the extra muscle. But after... Like, to, to get the extra help for um, defeating the Pikes in the season finale, he would have to go and uh, recruit the other heads of the different tribes of the Tuscans and, you know, prove... He's proved himself to the one tribe, so he has to go, go around and recruit the other tribes. And at the end, when all is lost, instead of him just riding in on the Rancor by himself, he rides in over the dunes with an army of a thousand Tuscans behind him to help throw the pikes out of Moss Eisley. Yeah, and I, I agree that that would have been probably a better ending for the show. And I'm sad we didn't It would have been that. a little bit more of a... Because at that point, you could have you could have gotten rid of the two episodes of focusing on the Mandalorian and Luke Skywalker and Baby Yoda, whose name I don't think we've said yet in this episode. Luke Skywalker Grogu? is in the show. Um, oh, okay, yeah. I thought you said Baby Yoda. Like, no, I think we called him Guru. No. But, but yeah, Luke no. Skywalker... But yeah, you could have done him recruiting and dealing with the other tribes and exploring a little bit more of the different tribes of the Tuscan culture as opposed to just yeah. that one tribe that he dealt with specifically. Yeah, I almost wonder if they were like, I don't know, pulling, I don't know. That just feels like super um, uh, Dances with Wolves, kind of, like, but in like an... I don't know, weirder, opposite direction, almost. Well, so I, I don't know if <laughs> um, if we've had this conversation on air, or if I've even had it with you. But the one episode where they have to take over that in, in Empire train, yeah, that whole thing is a direct. That's from a Western, to isn't it? Yeah, Lawrence yeah. of Arabia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Which I think apparently we... is a movie that I might need to see because I've never actually seen it for myself. <laughs> 
I think we've pretty much covered like those first three episodes, which are um, in order: Stranger in a Strange Land, The Tribes of Tatooine, and the Streets of Most I- or the Streets of Most Espa, which is where the mods are introduced, and we get. Um, oh, the one thing we didn't talk about is in episode two, we are introduced to Kersantan, who is the giant Wookiee gladiator. Yeah, uh, he was like literally the coolest thing to come out oh, of that yeah. show at 110%. And he, he's a comic book character who is now yeah. brought into live action, which I am I always love when they do that. And it seems like that is a big thing Filoni and Favreau are working on, is pulling like both canon and Legends characters into live action stuff. I'm also super excited to see, like I don't know, a Wookiee on screen again, because it's like I feel like you see all of these aliens all the time, and... There's only been ever like two Wookiees on screen. There's ever. Chewbacca, and Chewbacca, and and um, this new character. I'm sorry, Chrysanthemum. <laughs> yeah, Chrysanthemum. Chrysanthemum. Yeah. <laughs> he and I would like them to like flesh out his character a little bit more in live action because like comics just aren't like dependable enough. Like you can't like assume everybody's going to read those because mm-hmm. we know for a fact almost nobody does except for do, like me. Do you know, have you read it? Like, do you know his backstory at all? I haven't read it personally, but I read about it from people who did read it. <laughs> do you, do you want to, like, describe it a little bit? I, I kind of know about it. So, basically, like, when the Empire took over Kashyyyk, I believe it was set during the Empire anyway, he was kidnapped by slavers and forced into a gladiator ring. And in that, they injected his knuckles with, like, liquid metal, so that way he didn't need anything to defend himself other than his fists. And then eventually he got, like, those electrified uh, gauntlet things that we saw on the show. And uh, him and Boba have worked together in the past. He's most known for working with Dr. Afra, who was hired by Vader. And then he faced she, off against Obi-Wan they, they Kenobi. They have their own comic series, right? Dr. Afra. They do. Yeah. And then he fought Kenobi and was hired by Jabba the Hutt to kill Kenobi, like, in between uh, Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. And that's how he got, like, the scar on his eyes from Kenobi. Hmm. Do you I wonder, think we'll see him in in exactly, Kenobi then? Is exactly that like part of the reason? I kind of hope so. Honest? That would be really interesting. I think we could see both Kersantan and, and Cad Bane in Kenobi. Yeah. yeah. That'd be cool. Oh, I would hope so because, like, to just bring in, again, like, Bane for those last, like, two episodes was kind of, like, underwhelming. And it was, like, so cool to see him. And he was, like, tr- genuinely, like, frightening to, to oh, look dude, at. He was, uh, he was so scary. Yeah, so... At a certain His live point, action at first, like, kind of was, like, confusing to me. But then, like, the more he was on screen, the more I'm like, okay, yeah, that's, that was, that's that how he should I, look. Yeah, that was something I noticed, too, especially with the way, like... I think in the second episode, they kind of fix how he, like, sounds, too. Like, he yeah, sounded... Yeah, yeah. Like, just more... I don't know, like closer, Cad Bane, like yeah, closely uh, uh, to the original or whatever. But I know, I know it's the same voice actor, and I know in the first episode at least they didn't modify his voice the way they did in the show. So mm-hmm. maybe oh, okay. they changed that, that makes a lot of sense. One. Then that's yeah, that's what I think. I guess I, I didn't notice it. I'd have to re-listen to it. He he also talks so little that like it just like the couple times he talked in that episode just. It didn't sound quite right. He might have right. just also thrown a little bit more gravel on his performance for that second episode, too. Yeah, that, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Not to jump to the end, but are <laughs> we to assume that he's dead? I don't think so. I think so. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it, I mean, he got stabbed in the chest, so... I don't yeah, know. A little, I, like, I, check engine I, light thing blinks on him, but, like, yeah. I, I would assume he's dead. Yeah. I mean, Boba got eaten by a... 
Yeah, but that was also 40 years ago. Yeah, and I mean, Fennec also got her <laughs> yeah. midsection blasted out and is still alive, so... That's true. I mean, it's hard to say that anybody in Star Wars is dead, because as Luke Skywalker has famously said, no one's ever really gone. Yeah, yeah true. Very inspiring. Actually, <laughs> I just... I, I, well, actually, okay. Actually, can I... I do want to say this. I feel like they have a... Almost a slight problem with killing characters in Star Wars. Like... No names are all game, but like whenever it comes to a named character, there's like, I I don't know. I just feel like they're scared. Like the I, I mean, I, I agree with you, but that is because the Star Wars fan base is ruthless, dude. Oh, they yeah, are terrible yeah. to those content creators. Yeah. Whether what they did was good or bad, in my opinion, doesn't matter because people on Twitter will basically just tell them to kill themselves until they either <laughs> delete social media yeah. or just quit their jobs like i mean we've seen it yeah. before i mean yeah. um that kid who played anakin in the prequels like that dude's like not well oh, yeah, now yeah. Like, he doesn't act he anymore got... and the kid he was like seven years old and that's just not okay mm-hmm. no i i absolutely agree and that was pretty just too yeah that was a while ago now yeah i i don't know i was gonna say um as far as the being afraid to kill people thing I don't disagree that he should die at some point or shouldn't die. I just think that like to bring him into live action for the first time, have him appear in two episodes to then just <laughs> kill him off seems like a bit of a waste well, of well, his character. That's that's the other thing too. It's like you, I don't know. Like you can't just you, you can't just rely on old characters and bring them in and be like, okay, well this is it now, and it's like we just have all like. I don't know. Like you, you say that. Yeah, See, no, I, I do think say that, that like, I th- but I don't think it should just be used all the time. And where you bring in characters and you just kind of rely on previous popularity. And I mean, we see how like the new characters fare and how much people. <laughs> hate, oh, sorry, but how much. People <laughs> hate them. But like, um, I think that's I, what I, Boba Fett lacked. Was like, I think Boba Fett was like needed to introduce like the next most feared bounty hunter in the galaxy. You know, because like it was Fennec for a while at least if she makes it seem that way it was boba fett for a long time cad bane's up there but like who is it right now yeah like if you were to ask luke skywalker what bounty hunter are you most afraid of right now who would that be we have no idea who that would be mm-hmm. I, yeah and i honestly, think boba I, fett's I show should have set that up a little bit i i agree 100 percent um, um. Do we want to go into Are those we... next couple episodes now? Because I feel like we... <laughs> I would like Before to address we... episode four as being probably the worst episode of Star Wars TV I've seen I... in my entire life. Which I... one was the fourth again? That is the one where he meets Fennec. Like, this is like... The, it's it's like 85% flashback. I was... oh, he picks up Fennec, takes her to yeah. the mod parlor, and uh, then oh, this is, flies, this is the... The, flies his ship over top yes. of the yeah, Sarlacc the, pit. Yeah, and it's terrible, dude. It looks so bad. It looks so terrible because the jets are on... Like, the back like of it. Literally and it's literally towards just... the Sarlacc pit, but somehow he's still hovering above it. <laughs> that is my one gripe with this show, is that entire episode. Because yeah, I didn't need to know a single thing they told me in that. Yeah, I... I there was nothing in that that I needed to see. Because, like... Like, oh, well, they showed us how Boba got his shit back. I don't care. I assumed yeah. he broke into Jabba's palace to get it. I didn't right. need to see him fight General Grievous again. 
and then you know tell a robot who looks like a mouse i am boba fett right he doesn't yes. know that and he doesn't care yeah, he's exactly. a robot a, yeah yeah he like holds he's like choking him which you can't do to a robot anyway and that robot just turns off like what do you want here like yeah, that exactly. episode in general bothered me the rest yeah. of the show little to no problems with little mm-hmm. things here and there but i didn't run into it as hard as a lot of people did the one thing I thought was cool, I, I wish I could remember the band, but um, the the cyborg who fixes up Fennec, who gives her her cybernetic parts. Yeah. They had all the different arms and stuff. Which is the worst scene ever. Like, I actually hate that more than the Sarlacc pit moment. There's just the something Sarlacc about way that, worse. Whole, that whole place that just gave me, like... I don't know. It, well, it just didn't seem right. I wish you would have waited to say that, because I was going to say... That the that act that that dude who's fixing her up is the bass player for this band, who I guess has been a Star Wars fan like his entire life. Who, well, I who, mean, like they, they put him in this as like I, a, I mean, great, good for him, but they like <laughs> put him in the worst role <laughs> ever. Shit on this man's greatest dream. I mean, to life. <laughs> listen, listen, I'd be in Star Wars in the worst scene ever, and I'd still be excited about it. But like, if it's the worst scene yeah. ever, like you're not wrong. I just I don't know. I don't know. The worst scene ever is super um, exaggerated, but <laughs> I did not like it. That scene reminded me of um, Thor Ragnarok, where, he's, where it's Stan Lee with that mechanic army. The that spinning blades trying to cut his hair. <laughs> it was that, but worse. Also, Yeah, it felt out of place. Did any of you guys have a problem with the way the hovering effects looked? With, like, any ship or scooter yeah. that, like, hovered, it yeah. looked bad. Yeah, some of them did look a little weird. I think they all looked kind of funky, especially in the chase scenes, because they made the chase scenes too slow. Yes. The, the chase scene with the, the mods was probably one of the worst. I think in... it, it looked good. It was just too slow. They, they should have done it at, <clears throat> at least double the pace they had it. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I agree with you. Yeah, the CGI That would have fixed all bad. my it's, problems with it. It was just the speed, yeah. Add another twenty five percent speed to that whole scene, and it probably yeah, looked a little better. Yeah, and I think that would have would have fixed a lot of the weird stuff in that. So yeah, I mean, if you guys want to get onto like the the Luke Skywalker of it all, the uh, Grogu of it all, we can definitely yeah. do that because this yeah. is, it is a highlight of the show. Whether it should have been there or not is almost arbitrary, mm. but it was it was all very very cool to see. Well, so let's let's talk a little bit about episode five first because. That's yes. Start. Let's not go in order. No, re- well, that would be. It <laughs> is know, in order. I, yeah, no, I, uh, yeah. So episode five is the return of the Mandalorian, where we see some of the coolest dark saber action we've ever gotten, in my opinion. And we see Din get kicked out of his little group of Mandalorians. So now uh, instead of three so of them, there's two of them. I just let's have talk the that opening worst fight scene. That okay. Go ahead. I I thought that that opening fight scene was really cool. Uh, it was a great example of like when if you go back and watch it um you can see that's my watch sorry it's turkey time <laughs> mm, i don't know what button it is there we go we're good <laughs> um sorry no you're good um if you go back and watch you can see how din is fighting against the weight of the saber throughout that whole uh-huh. fight scene mm-hmm. and how realistic is it for someone who's just started using a lightsaber to end up hitting like, themselves, with it, and burn themselves with it? Yeah, yeah. 
And, um, I mean, he, uh, he beheads a dude and slices another one in half. Yeah, that was, that whole scene was super brutal. And I really, really, really liked that. It was, that that was was like a great scene. A great way to open an episode. And I think that like Din's whole like thing where like when they bring him into something, so like the first episode of his own show and then his first appearance in this show start with him going into a place trashing a bunch of people and going up to somebody and saying i can bring you in warm or i can bring you in cold which is probably the coldest shit i've ever heard about him <laughs> say in star wars that's like his catchphrase and it's it's so good like this is the way is a great catchphrase for a mandalorian but like that for a bounty hunter is so cool and i mean i think is that the, the is that the first time we've seen him actually quote unquote bring them in cold uh yes yeah yes I it think is so because the other guy he said it to was the mithril who he just put into carbonite well and I, I like how they it's kind of like i don't know matured because we didn't see in the first episode of mandalorian we didn't see that guy get chopped in half by the door we just kind of yeah but like this we truly see the most gruesome aspects of that battle and it, i don't know it was super yeah super cool and something i've wanted to see in star wars for a while yeah um and then like uh din reuniting with like his group of mandalorians was something that i was really excited for and then they did it and then they did something that i didn't think they would do which was like separate him from them again and say like oh you're not a mandalorian loser yeah. get out of here I, I had huge like like issues i guess with that whole scene like i feel like that was just so weirdly like turn i don't know like everything seemed turned around about it like especially when i I don't know i guess we should go in order here but um so kind of my whole thought with that is is like why didn't she lead with that yeah you yeah yeah, you haven't seen this guy in a while just ask him if he's taking his helmet off and that will clear up 85 percent of the issues you might have you're deciding if you want him back in or not that should have been your first damn question (laughs) <laughs> like, like I respect that the first thing they did is like tend to his wounds and make sure he's like alive. Right. But even then, like they don't give a shit after that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. But like the armor, no, I think yeah. her design as a character is one of my favorites we've seen on screen. Um, the return of Paz Vizsla was cool, just because the Vizslas are a very big Star Wars name. Like they're a big family name. Right. So I didn't realize until like the other day that that was played by John Favreau. Yeah, that was that was Favreau. Was oh, I, really? didn't, I didn't know that. That's so he, he doesn't do like the actual like stunt and acting. He just does the voice for Paz Vizsla. He did the voice for Pre Vizsla in the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. who is probably his father, grandfather, uncle, something like that. They don't really say, but it's implied that they're at least related. It would probably have to be his, at least his, at the most his grandfather, at the least his father. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Dead, just so, yeah, he's long gone. Yeah, well, he's well, like he he got super deaded, and it, it was never like open that he had a child or anything. So maybe, yeah, he could have been like. Well, I mean, if you if you're thinking about the age of Bo Katan at this current time compared to how she how old she was during the Clone Wars, Bo Katan's like fifty ish at this point. Right, so it would have to just be his kid, maybe even like a cousin or yeah, I think it might have been like, like it could have been a nephew. Yeah. 
But yeah, the Vizslas have like a very it, large implication because like Tar Vizsla is the one who made the dark saber in the first place, and it was the first Mandalorian Jedi that ever was, and probably the only one from the sound of it. Right. Well, that's like a whole different thing, like Mandalorian and and Jedi War and and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, that's even like Legends at this point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is super unfortunate, but. I think so, it'll work its way back in here soon. Zane, Fingers crossed. Zane, um, I don't know if you can answer this for me, but during, like, when the first season of Mandalorian dropped, I was, like, talking, I was, like, I was just like, look, look look at their knives. Like, they're vibrating. Yeah, and vibro. Vibro blades. Yeah. That's, like, super common in I I Wars. literally pointed it out to you guys, and they were like, no, it's not vibrating. <laughs> I, I feel like, like the mean? only... I, I feel like it the was... only context I have for Vibroblades is uh, the Knights of the Old Republic games, and that's just because like you pick at the start whether you want to be melee or like gun based, and I play melee because it's more fun that way, and you get Vibroblades at first. So that's my yeah, only I... real context with them. This one is super deadly dildo. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I don't know. I like, I don't know. I guess maybe it was m- more vibrational now i i don't know it just like it was super apparent this time around i guess i just didn't notice it before when she held it up i was like what the hell is that (laughs) (laughs) i was like oh it's a it's a knife cool it's a knife is it made i guess i don't know i yeah i don't know like the crafting recipe for a blade i i don't know much about like the theory behind how it works. I don't know. Maybe we can go on the Minecraft wiki and look it up. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> you, can find a, you can find a red hot knife with <laughs> some unsta- red stone. unstable molecules. Yeah. Uh, but but um, after Din gets kicked out of the Mandalorians, we see him limp to the airport and get on a commercial flight armed with was, the teeth. That was kind of funny. I liked the way that that turned out. It, that like little world building stuff of like seeing people do shit that I would do in Star Wars, which is just you know fly commercial because I can't afford my own shit. <laughs> How the average was very kind of cool, you know? Yeah, yeah, and I mean, someone the, who like tra- I don't know travels a lot for work. It like I don't know. It hit a little different for me. It's <laughs> just pretty funny because you you've gone through TSA to travel like internationally even. So like you've yeah. probably gotten it worse than any. Like I've never traveled out of the country, so like I can't imagine that it's yeah. It's not it's, really easy to travel anywhere. You know, like they they're very yeah, meticulous exactly. as they should be. Yeah. So, but have you, ever, have you ever sat on an international flight next to someone who kills people for a living? I might have. <laughs> I, I really, really might have. <laughs> How often do you actually sit next to a, an international bounty hunter? I think that's that's the biggest <laughs> question the show leads to me. <laughs> Thank God, no. <laughs> but, well, they might have been an assassin then. Yeah, well, yeah they truly. They also might have been a Mandalorian. Who's to say? <laughs> <laughs> and then um, he arrives okay. in... I think most Isley is where uh, that lady Pelly lives... Yeah, she is. I don't know how I feel about her as a character. I think she's like. I love her character. I think, I think she's, she's like such a great goofy comic little... relief. What's that actress's name? Hmm. The actress's name. Uh Amy Sedaris. Yes. Yeah. I love when she was like, "Oh, well, I've dated a Jawa before." It's like <laughs> you, you don't think about that sort of stuff, but yeah, like interspecies dating probably happens quite. Quite a bit. Oh, I mean, it's it's probably the complete norm, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. the only relationships we see on screen are Han and Leia, and Anakin and Padme. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, yeah, <laughs> sure, like they're all people, but we never explore outside of that. Yeah. 
Well, so I to mean, hear her say that was Ahsoka, very again like world building. Ahsoka kind of had the, a thing with that one dude in the Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah well, but, she's still uh, super the, humanoid, and yeah. it's like we're talking about Jawas here, who are basically like I don't, I don't even, you don't even know what they look like. You know what I mean? Like, According to her, yeah, they're hairy, very apparently. <laughs> yeah, very hairy. So I have to assume that like Jawas look like a tiny bit like Ewoks underneath those uh, cloaks guess, well, at that so, point. I, I guess in, you, the, in Legends they look like rats, right? I, I don't know. You know what I've always imagined? Just because like you don't see them and it's like their faces are totally uh, darkened by their hoods. But you know like the... You know the... Um, d- like the dust sprites from Totoro? My neighbor Totoro? I think so, yeah. Yeah, the, well they're just like little like... I don't know, little d- dust balls that, like, kind of, like, vibrate. I don't know. I just always assumed they were, like, just, I don't know, <laughs> really so talking dark about Jawas, underneath. Um, this isn't exactly the hmm. same thing, but, like, one of the things we skipped over that's one of my favorite scenes in the show is when Boba's tripping off the lizard. Oh, And is, like, yeah. wandering through the desert. Yeah, That the part, to trip, me, is, yeah. like, masterfully shot and really, really cool to watch. I honestly forget what that looks like. I just remember it jumping up his nose. Yeah, yeah, uh, freaking yeah. out. I, I mean, I remember a little. I, I, I do remember enough to say like it was an, in, it was interesting, especially at the very least, especially spoiler spoilers for the next episode of MNN that you uh, watch or listen to, I guess. Um, but going back and forth between watching Boba Fett and Peacemaker to see that thing jump up his nose gave me very hard like butterfly vibes and just yeah. freaked me out because yeah. <laughs> the way the butterflies enter their faces in that show is brutal it's disgusting and yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but after boba fett gets back or not boba fett after din gets back to tatooine him and peli rebuild the naboo starfighter which as a prequels kid was one of my favorite things ever yeah, yeah that was, was yeah. that was super cool i really like his ship they turn it into a muscle car yeah, yeah, they literally yeah, put truly. like a like an external like yeah. thing on it and <laughs> make it loud. Yeah, that was awesome. That was super super cool. I don't know and as like a he... real life car guy. I get not car guy, but a guy who is into cars. <laughs> That's I, an I important that distinction. Was, <laughs> yes, exactly. Here's that was super super cool. <laughs> um, I don't know. I've all I've always loved like the spaceships and stuff. I don't know. I, I hope they get into more like. I don't know. I want to see like spaceship racing or something. I know that sounds stupid, but I mean, it I seems like Din's gonna dust anybody he races, even though there's yeah, no dust yeah, in space. Stardust. Yeah, I, I don't guess. know. I think that the the fact that they brought the starfighter in was super super cool. I also thought it was cool that they used the one part from the trash compactor scene. Yeah, they did. You know, so like the one that like about? Han holds up to like stop the yeah, things from coming yeah. in. They like just handle one of those like very casually. It was, it was like the turbo drive or something. Because it's just one of those things, like, again, like, we as viewers never really think about that, like, all those things in that trash compactor probably had some sort of use on the Death Star that we just didn't realize at the time. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was really cool. I liked that whole building scene. It was, it was um, probably a decommissioned Naboo Starfighter that got thrown into the trash compactor. For real. And then, like, when he lands and she's like, so how was it? And he just goes, wizard. I laughed. <laughs> out loud <laughs> i loved that and i've i've not been saying it but i want to find a context in which to say it because i think that <laughs> is just so funny and the only other person we've heard say that 
was talking to Anakin after the pod race in episode one. And there's, like, a theory floating around that, like, Din is actually, like, that little kid that was friends with Anakin, which I think is a little out there. But, like, if it were true, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know. I'd say that is... I don't know. I feel like that would be pretty out there considering how old Anakin is at, like, kind of... Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of my whole thought is that, like... Yeah. Well, I mean, how old is Pedro Pascal? He's got to be in his... 40s right yeah but i don't think i, I don't think, think din is that din old. is meant to be like late 30s i i don't even know if he's the, if he would be that old well personally. he was like 10 during the clone war mm, yeah yeah that, yeah i guess so yeah he's got he's in his 40s probably i i still don't think that would put him in that sort of age range though vader was like a little under 50 when he died yeah, so okay, not quite there, but yeah, doesn't quite match up. And then you know, um, Fennec comes to recruit Din, and he's like, "Oh, you know, it's on the house, but I have to go visit somebody first. And I figured that wasn't gonna happen. And then Episode Six was exactly that. He went and visited <laughs> yeah. uh, Grogu and Luke, and too much to my surprise, Ahsoka Tano. Yeah, Ahsoka coming in was a huge... I did not see that coming. It was a it huge It felt like a jump scare, to be honest yeah. with you. <laughs> yeah, it really was. Um, I was glad to see her again, honestly. Me too. Um, uh, Rosario Dawson is a home run casting for Ahsoka, and I'm always glad to see Ahsoka in any medium we see her in. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do feel somewhat bad for the actress who originally voiced her, because she also could have very easily slipped her. right into that part. I agree. Uh, her name's Ashley something. I can't... Eckstein or something like that. Yeah. Um, Give I'll me one second. I'll, I'll figure it out. I, I don't... I don't. Personally, well, I don't know if she could have played her live action. I Like, her as a person just does... I, I don't know. She's a little older than the character would be, but I, I think they could have made it work. I'm also there... I'm pretty sure they're yeah, Ashley Eckstein. Ashley Eckstein, yeah. I'm pretty sure they're using um, the actual voice actor of Thrawn, because that's Mad Mickelson's So the problem brother. with the, the Thrawn thing is, like, Thrawn and Ezra both got, like, a casting thing that was never actually announced, and then all the tweets about it got taken down. So I don't know if that's the official casting or not. But, like, Bo-Katan is Katie Sackoff in both. Like, live action and voice, she did both. Yeah, and, I mean, Lars Mickelson could definitely just do that role. No problem, for sure. I mean, he's a, then, a live-action actor anyways. He's been in, like, Game of Thrones, so... Yeah, that's true. I think that, again, he'd be a good good choice for it. But then, like, they just cast a character in Kenobi who's not his voice actor either. Who, who's? Um, so the Grand Inquisitor from Rebels is voiced by the guy who plays uh, Lucius Malfoy in the Harry Potter movies, and now he's being played in live-action by Rupert Friend... I believe. That's well, weird. That was an I, episode, like, I mean, last I think week. I think there is a point where there's like an image of the character, and it's like if you were to, there are certain like by happenstance, I feel like there's certain people who are able to like do the part, and it makes sense. But I, I don't know. You can't always just rely on on people in that way. I guess. I mean, but he th- that guy. Wait, you said Lucius Malfoy? Yes, like Draco's dad, not Draco, but like his his dad. Oh, I mean, I don't know. Like Jason Isaacs, that's his name. He voiced the Grand Inquisitor in Rebels. 
And the Grand Inquisitor is going to be in Obi Wan, huh? Yep, the Inquisitors are a huge plot point of that show, apparently. Hmm. News to me. Interesting. When is that set to drop? So this year. End of May. May 25th, oh, wow. I That's believe. pretty yeah. close. Yeah, that is very close. I am close. beyond excited for that show. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we have Moon Knight next, and then right around the time that wraps up is when Doctor Strange comes out, and then... Oh, and then I'm Kenobi comes out three weeks later. shit out of Moon Knight. Okay, so I, I've been wanting to bring it up. <laughs> Does anyone else just cringe when they see Baby Yoda jumping around like a stiff rag doll? Yeah slightly <laughs> i hated yeah that. it looked weird yeah like, i don't know how else you're supposed <laughs> to do it for me for me it's the it's that he's doing it all in that baggy ass uh, <laughs> they literally have him wearing. in like a rag that he's worn for well, now three seasons of a show like can we not get this dude something <laughs> else to wear <laughs> and, and that's what when, when he was offered the chainmail armor i thought that once he got that we were going to give him some sort of new outfit that made him look sleeker, I guess. Well, it's the thing, like, yeah, he's doing kickflips and stuff, sure, he's a Jedi, but when 90% of the time he's walking around like Cotton from King of the Hill, like he has no knees. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's where I got the problem. Yeah, no. I've, I've yeah. always felt like he he's looked, like super awkward while moving. And in the first season of, the, of Mandalorian, I gave it a pass, because like, Okay. He's well, a you're, baby. Yeah, you, he's a baby, and you're also like figuring out, yeah, how, what works with this character. I would like to see the child. I would like. Oh. <laughs> I just I, I hated know. how good that was. <laughs> um, but anyway, but one thing that they I think they they nailed in this season that kind of like I, I did again I didn't run into it as hard as a lot of people, but the Luke Skywalker like CGI stuff was ridiculous. Dude, it was I honestly so thought he looked good. pretty good. Looked great. Yeah, yeah, I honestly I have, I have no problems with how he looked. Did yeah. you know that Mark Hamill didn't record any dialogue for that? I yeah, it was that. all computer generated. It was all from a, a bank of audio. That's cool. Well, that, that's that. Ter- com- that's that's cool and very terrifying. It's, it was that time. combined with the dude's regular voice, right? This in the man, so in the Mandalorian season two, it was Mark Hamill's voice right now, stuff from the bank, and then the dude who did like the live action, all kind of like meshed together. Whereas this season in Boba Fett, it was only from the bank. They just recreated his voice using the bank of audio they had which to me almost seems backwards because i feel like luke said like five things in In mandalorian yeah yeah Yeah, i know so i feel like you probably would have wanted more to pull from for this luke but honestly i didn't even i didn't even notice that he like sounded robotic or or not even a little bit yeah exactly he sounded great and like i said um both very cool and terrifying that well, so I guess, sounded so realistic. I guess to me he did sound a little weird, but it was just the same cadence that Mark Hamill had when he was acting as Luke at Luke that time. Luke Skywalker was always weirdly stiff. Yeah, exactly. So like anything that I could say was like sounded robotic is just kind of how Luke Skywalker talks. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think we're with we're talking about Ahsoka and now Luke Skywalker. That's the first time we've ever seen them interact ever yes. in anything. It yeah, was, which was she, really cool. Oh, the, You're a lot she like says, your father. Like, Is that a compliment or an insult? Mm. I, <laughs> I mean, the thing is, she knew Anakin Skywalker, so I think she means that in a very, like, loving yeah. way. Yeah. So what do we think and, about... 
the decision that Luke gave to to our our child Grogu here. Only Thought he was being a weenie. Only cis I... feel in absolutes. Yeah, no. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I agree that he was acting like a weenie, but I think that what they're trying to do is what Dave Filoni has been relied on for the last, you know, 15 years in Star Wars, which is justifying the the movie's decisions. So what they're doing is they're building Luke Skywalker up to be the Luke Skywalker who fails Ben Solo. Okay. Yeah. Like, that, that whole theory. thing that, like, ah- Ahsoka tells him, like, oh, trust your gut. In that moment where he ignites that lightsaber in front of Ben, that's him trusting his gut. Yeah. Yeah. And then ultimately regretting that choice. I heard another theory that um, he was offering Grogu the same choice that Yoda offered him back on uh, Dagobah, Dagobah when he offered Luke the choice of... Staying you on can stay and train, finish your or, training, or you can go save your friends. Right, and Luke left, and Yoda let him leave, knowing that that was the right choice. So Luke offered Grogu the same choice that Yoda that Yoda that Yoda <laughs> offered him, knowing that Grogu cho- choosing to go help the Mandalorian was indeed the right choice, as opposing to as opposed to staying there and quote-unquote like training to become the most powerful jedi ever or whatever the hell it was that luke said to him yeah and i think that, that like that would lead him that to like still could path. i think it could absolutely play out that way still because we haven't seen the resolution to luke skywalker yet so or to my, that plot line my other thought was whenever um the x-wing landed in the next episode i guess or uh, i don't know if that's the correct timeline for it or or what that would have been yeah the next episode yeah that would have been the next episode and whenever uh, i'm sorry what is her name who helped pele moto amy sedaris yeah yeah amy sedaris yeah (laughs) whenever she's like telling r2 to like shut up and it doesn't matter how much of a hurry she's in he's in i was assuming that like it was R2 like taking Grogu there to see Mando one last time and then take him back. Like it was, was my assumption because like it, I don't, it just felt that way. As if he, as if he was waiting there for him or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That that does make sense because we're, we want to get this done super fast. Like it was, Mm -hmm. was my assumption. I don't know. Cause like why else would R2 be like, okay, well I'm in a hurry when she has taken him out of the X-Wing, and he could just leave at that point if that was Grogu's final decision. You yeah, I, mean? I don't think we're anywhere near the end of Grogu's Jedi training or Force training, yeah, for that I, matter. I agree. Because even by the time the prequels wrap up, that dude's not even 100 years old yet, so he's not even, like, a tenth of the way through his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, before we, like, head into the finale, I kind of want to bring up, like, a little, like... Uh, moral question, I guess. Okay. So, considering that Luke was an actor that somewhat looks like Mark Hamill, plus CG, and then the voice was entirely based off of a bank, what do we think about the idea of them bringing back other characters who have died, a la, like, Carrie Fisher, if... Money! Now now that, like, you know, because now that Carrie Fisher's passed, and that decision would be on her estate... Is it okay for, like, say, her daughter to be like, yes, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll show up and do this and you can put my mom's face on me and use her voice, 
And well, I think you kind of answer that question and posing it is like that it's completely up to her the estate. So like if her daughter genuinely believes that that is something her mother would have been okay with, then that's that's all. So let's all well, then let's say that let's say she signs that deal and five years from now that changes, but she's already locked into the contract. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's like I don't I don't know. That's such a, like a very loaded question. Yeah, it's super loaded. Um, See, from, from if we're talking purely opinions from a moral standpoint, I think it's like there's a very thin line in which it is okay and not okay. And there's like instances basically. Yeah, I, I, in my opinion, I would be more on board with her daughter, even though she was in the sequels, just playing a young version of her. Yeah, well, and she did yeah, in the prequels I, as well, like that, or not prequels, sequels, like that fight scene between Luke and Leia that's like a flashback in The Rise of Skywalker is her daughter. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's if it's going to be her and she's cool with it, then my opinion doesn't matter. But, like, if they're kind of, like, almost forcing her hand to make a decision because they're a multi-billion dollar company and they're like, you know, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. I yeah, that, I agree, does become an issue. Yeah. I guess I wouldn't really care, but either way, in, this, just, in this particular instance, because I don't know what you guys feel, but Leia has always been a C-list character for me. I don't like Leia. What? Really? Yeah, it's like, what did, I mean, what did, what did she do? What did she well, do? Well, that's, that's the thing. Is she be- kissed her brother. Wow. Cool. <laughs> well, between, between... Mark, then... Between oh, the end of what, bad take. between what we've seen I mean, and how she ends up in this pre in the the sequel trilogy, that time is her as a Jedi that we haven't seen at all. Well, not yeah. even that, dude. She girl bosses her way through the original trilogy with no problems. Yeah, I mean, there, yeah, it, it, the so, yeah, that's the thing is is she was underutilized. I I. I think personally underutilized in the original trilogy, but because it was like the seventies and the eighties and all that mattered were the dudes as main characters. Per, like, but even personally. then, like I feel like she was written in a pretty strong character I, for, especially I, the seventies. You know yeah, what I mean? I, like, yeah, I know. I absolutely agree. But I, I think she was underutilized. And I don't know. Personally, like Carrie Fisher was m- my first crush as Leia. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so I, I personally think that it would be really sick to see, her daughter play a young version of her as a Jedi and just give so much more depth mm-hmm. to that character yeah. in the overall like timeline the, de- of the depth the character my, deserves really. My kind of like head canon in that thought is that like Luke and Leia's Jedi training takes place like after the stuff we see in the Mandalorian with Grogu and stuff. Mm-hmm. I have no proof for that. I have no anything for that. Well, That's just kind of my thought process. There. Yeah, I, Honestly, I would. Assume. I would. I wouldn't. Do we have any previous knowledge that Luke was the one that trained her? Yes. Aside from that one scene in the sequels. Well, well I mean, who else is no, going to? But <laughs> that's it's that's like, what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Someone else could. Like, I, think I, be, I think it'd be more interesting to see only some other, other surviving Jedi be the one who trained her. Train her theoretically as Ahsoka, or if we're going to say Ezra is back at that point, then Ezra, but we have no idea. Or maybe cool, Cal, maybe Cal Kestis. Yeah, if, I, man, I just don't know. I don't know. I think, I think but Luke I think ultimately most... she wouldn't oh. learn from anybody else other than Luke. Okay, you just brought up a good. You guys think Cal's gonna come in? They already brought his droid in. 
His droids. That was around. not his droid. That was just the same make. Lies. <laughs> what? Don't. don't that's, that's like saying that. Don't crush my dreams, Zane. That's like saying that any R2 unit is R2-D2. That's just not how it is. It was the same color and everything. No, it wasn't. No, Kals was yellow, right? I thought it was red. Either way. Red. I don't know. I, think I was very... Be... But, like, when my when I tell you, like, especially because, like, the episode was titled from the, or from the Desert Comes a Stranger, when that robot appeared on my screen, my heart stopped. So you thought it was going to be Kals? I thought it was going to be Calcastus, dude, because, like, it said, like, something about, like, an unexpected ally, and I thought that they were about to pull Calcastus out of nowhere to be, like, this weird, like, enigma of sorts in that show. I'm glad they didn't, because I would like more build-up to his character being brought in, because that game and his character are fantastically made and really well-written yeah. and acted. Agreed. But I, they had me for a second. They really, really had yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah, with the the BD, I was, I don't know. Cal, I guess Cal needs like, audibly. Cal gasped needs when I watched like, it. why why else would you cast like an actual actor and put his actual likeness on this character for a game and just not use, not him, use him? Yeah, like especially come like on. because like be so he's, perfect. He's done with Gotham. He's done with Shameless now. That dude is pretty wide open yeah. to be in Star Wars yeah. for forever. Mm-hmm. I, I think, and I feel like personally, like, after playing, I don't know, like, the first couple minutes through that game, I'm like, eh, I don't really know if I like him. But after playing through that game and, like, I don't know, being with him through that whole journey, it, yeah, literally it was just being great. With him yeah, the entire yeah. time. Yes, exactly. I and know. I think he does, like, I think he trusts the Force literally more than any other Jedi we've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. He re- he literally fights for his life to get a holocron full of like four sensitive children away from the empire so that he can then train them and like start the new Jedi order and is like mm, no I'll let the force decide what happens. Yeah. I yeah, I really 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 hope so. I I want to see him big time. I don't know the dude's name, but he's a fantastic actor, so I'm sure he'll bring some great emotional depth to Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I would love to character. see. I don't. I would love to see an interaction between him and Luke, honestly, because I feel like there there would be areas where they would butt heads. I also Absolutely. really, really, really want to see that Night Mother character, whose name I can't quite remember. Um, or Night Sister. Oh, the. Uh, yeah, I don't remember her name either, but she was great. Because I think the Night Sisters are really cool, and we've never seen a live action version of them. Mm-hmm. And just to see more of that planet, which is. Essentially, also a desert, which isn't going to be that expensive to film in. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Just go to Arizona, my guy. <laughs> well, aren't aren't like basically all the Night Sisters besides her dead? Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. Grievous um, uh, slaughtered all of them in the Clone Wars. Yeah, I was say, so it would. Yeah, but there was, just she wasn't. Her. She wasn't the only one left alive in Fallen Order, though. There were like a lot of those were like zombie esque things, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, it was like her trying to defend her home world more than like these people actually being there. But there was a, there was a lot of the males though alive still, right? Yeah, but the males I don't honestly... know magic. Yeah, they yeah. don't have like the witch magic. Right, I'm just saying they can be, they're like imbued with force sensitivity, here. but they have to be trained. Like Maul was one of them, and then Savage Press was one of them. But like that's really all we know of like the uh, the men of Dathomir. I just think it would be cool to to see her and then spend some more time on Dathomir. In general. I agree. 
Because I think this idea of, like, people who are doing, like, Force magics that aren't Jedi, aren't Sith, aren't even necessarily Force-sensitive is so cool to me. Because it, uh. it brings in this idea that, like, it doesn't... You don't have to be Force-sensitive to understand the Force. Like, obviously these characters are not Jedi or Sith, but they understand the Force, the force very depthfully. I was just thinking um, that it would be cool if, you know... Season one of Ahsoka is going to be mostly the search for Thrawn, but if you introduced Cal in season one, then you could do a story with, for season two, with that like Night Sister and spend time with like Cal and Ahsoka and the Night Sister on Dathomir, and that could be a really interesting storyline. Yeah. Do we want to kind of wrap up with our final thoughts on the finale? Yeah. And, uh... The only other thing I want to talk about, just sure. really quickly, was uh, Grogu's flashback to Order sixty six was haunting. Yeah, yeah, I I can agree. That and was, I don't uh, know who saved him from the temple. I thought I really thought they were setting up Boba Fett to be the one who saved him from the temple. But yeah, I don't even sense. I don't even know how that would fit personally. My thought was that, like, he'd be hired by the Emperor to go get, like, the Emperor's, one of the Emperor's, like, grand prize type of things from the temple. Mm. And then, like, that would be part of his humanization is that deciding, like, he can't follow through with that. The same way that Din couldn't follow through. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. I feel like... That and I think, like, that kid that played Boba Fett in Attack of the Clones loves Star Wars. So to put him in a little flashback sequence, like, landing and just shooting a bunch of clones and pulling mm-hmm. his helmet off, and we see, like, oh, it's Daniel Logan. Like, Yeah, yeah, that would be before. cool. Yeah, because I, I, Daniel Logan did make it apparent he wanted to do some Boba Fett stuff. Um, and he voiced Boba in the Clone Wars as well. Yeah, yeah, he, I, 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 yeah I, I, I knew that. It was just, like, he made it apparent he wanted to do more Boba Fett stuff, I guess. That would be. I think if we get a season two of Boba Fett, he will definitely be in some flashback stuff. I think and, that's and that, just let him voice Boba in thirteen thirteen. Re- <laughs> re- start working on the game again, please. Oh my god, such a that fantastic would be concept. Do you think? Um, uh, never, never mind. I'll save it till the end. We gotta go to this last episode. So last episode is. Uh... This is, I mean, the finale, obviously. It's the the big fight that we've all been waiting to see. Boba Fett has his rather small and sometimes confusing army of people. <laughs> and what, What's they the name get, of this episode? Uh, one second, sorry. I kind of Yo, you're good about that. It um, is like, while you're looking that up, I one other thing about this the show in general that I thought was really cool is how they kind of made the Pikes the main villains. I feel like they've been background characters in the mob scene from, you know, since the original trilogy <laughs> and up through a lot of, uh, a majority of Clone Wars. I agree. And, like, we never had seen Pikes without, like, their masks and stuff, too. So, like, to see their actual faces was kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. I wish but this episode was called more. In the Name of Honor. Sorry What's to that? cut you off. In the Name of Honor was the last episode's name. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I wish they, I wish they would have done a little more, like, I don't know, make... They, they were just so nameless, or faceless, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. There was that one head guy, yeah. but he didn't, he didn't have a name specifically. If they would have given us some sort of specific Pike mob boss leader who was badass and ruthless that they gave yeah. some sort of backstory to, I think that might have yeah. helped a little bit. I mean, they, they were important in, like, um, Maul's, like 
kind Paul's of like crime syndicate, on, like the Crimson Dawn and stuff. Yeah, yeah, they were like really, really important to the, I guess the takeover on Mandalore. But I mean, it was uh, other the, than that, there was nothing. It so was just that that completely valid for Boba. The enemy was the Pikes, but as a group, there was no, there was no head right for them yeah. to need to take down it was just a group that they were constantly fighting yeah so another character i was relieved to see return i mean this is part of the episode before it but it leads right into this is uh cobb vanth i think uh timothy olenfant is fantastic yeah. in star wars and has a great place set up to be in the future yeah um but i, I hate that. i hate freetown i hate the name freetown yeah it's free so freetown is not star wars at mm-hmm. all it's just a dumb name <laughs> yeah like you could name any place in Fallout, any yeah. ip freetown and i wouldn't like it mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah, it, yeah <laughs> it just sounds like something out of fallout uh, yeah the it, only, does, New it really does totally well, honestly just, honestly it, the only thing that i can picture being okay with being named freetown in star wars would be like a sort of space station that's cobbled together from a bunch of like defunct ships yeah that's yeah. floating around but even, in space even then i just feel in. like even adding like town to, just, to it just, like, just, just, call just, it, like, just call it freeton like <laughs> freedom free, free like ton like yeah megaton i guess yeah, it's a fallout but i just yeah, overall just, i just think the re like there's almost no reasoning behind renaming it either personal because they weren't really like sure like um, Cobb Vanth kind of like came back and like killed the raiders that were coming in to their place and like robbing them, but they were never really like enslaved that we're aware of. Like yeah. they're a mining town, so like they don't have a lot of money, which sucks. And what was the but name they, of that town? Most Pelgo. They they literally could have been like, he's like oh, Most Pelgo, and they can be like, it's the People's Republic of Most Pelgo or something, yeah. something exactly. like that. That yeah. would have worked ten times better than Freetown. Yeah, that just goes in with my overall complaint that the writing in this show is <laughs> so lacking. Oh, it was but also thought... very Western how um, Cad Bane just absolutely annihilated the deputy. Like, uh, I saw dude, it coming. The deputy, li- li- he deserved literally, it. he just he had existed to die to not exist yep. anymore. <laughs> yep. They brought him in one scene before he died. Yeah, Congrats. well, they they wanted to give the people of Freetown a reason to go help Boba. Not because they give a shit about who Boba is, but because they don't like Cad Bane. Yeah, I don't know. I still feel like they could have done that whole scene without a very obvious like throwaway <laughs> character. You know what well, I mean? Like, I, that was really, like, they should have also... had like that that bartender that Cobb is friends with. Like that would have been a much more hard hitting yeah, thing for exactly. even Cobb to it, deal with. Right. Well, then it would have made more sense. I was gonna say that uh, Cad Bane, like the deputy, allowed. Cad Bane to not kill Cobb Vanth because he knew that, like, Cobb wouldn't have drawn his pistol, probably, if it wouldn't have been for the deputy, so he didn't have That's to true. kill him. Yeah. It was, like, almost out of respect, like, I'll just, I'll just put you down, I'm, I'm not gonna kill you, because it's not, <laughs> I'll just put you it's not down. your fault, it's the, your idiot deputy. <laughs> yeah. But no, I thought the finale was kind of clunky, and it was really just one long fight scene, but, like, yeah. from a Boba Fett show, that's really all I can ask for, you know what I mean? Like... We got to see a Wookiee get, you know, hit. I mean, uh, we got to see ra- a Wookiee fight off like twelve people, True. and um, we got to see these giant like scorp neck droids. Is that what they were called? Yeah, it's something super similar to that. 
Um, and those are like a concept do. art thing that were never truly like a part of the canon until now, which is another thing that Filoni and Favreau do that I do appreciate is like pulling stuff like that. Yeah, they were cool. Um, aside from the fact that like, you know, after shooting them, I don't know, 10 times in the shield and having it do nothing. <laughs> yeah, why did they, they keep stopping stop shooting? shooting? Like, yeah, just they, stop shooting was so moronic. Yeah. <laughs> And as far as droids go, I know they're supposed to be tanks, but they have shields, they walk slow, so why can't they swivel? <laughs> like, if someone, yeah, someone yeah. shoots them in the back, it takes a full 30 seconds yeah. to, for them to turn around. It's like, that's not very effective. Yeah. I also feel like the speed of the droids were super inconsistent throughout the whole fight scene, because I feel like they would be like, oh, we're so close to being away. And it's like out of nowhere, it would just be around the corner already. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean? it, like, yeah. It, like just seems so ridiculous. When Mando jumps on the cart with yeah, um, the cart was like t- even as slow as it was, it was ten times faster yeah, than Detroit. Like literally, it's walking like, like not even a mile a minute pace, and then the, the chase scene starts with the carriage, and all of a sudden, this fuck, sorry, it's sprinting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really, <laughs> just. <laughs> like all that, like oh my god, <laughs> I don't know. It was um, a little ridiculous, but I did think the and Rancor looked pretty solid. Yeah, the yeah. Rancor did look cool. And like as soon as Boba Fett like flew away, I'm like, he's gonna go get that Rancor. But he's so again, again, as far as like things we could have seen in these seven episodes, aside from Mandalorian 2.5, is like <laughs> time with him training to ride the Rancor. Yeah, that yeah. and is it too much to ask for him to name that poor Rancor Django? <laughs> like like let's say like, hoping... he, he's riding around and that that rancor just shit cans that first droid and then he just pats it on the head he's like good boy Django and then they just move on like that's all I need I was kind of hoping he was going to name it Slave 2 <laughs> <laughs> you have to Disney help. wouldn't allow that you have to help me rank, rescue my rancor rancor <laughs> <laughs> No, but I, again, I think the, I think the finale was uh, good. I thought yeah, it was I, all, I, 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 and it was I'm glad s- it was based in the story that they were setting up. Yeah, I know. I, I do agree with you slightly though, and how it it did feel like kind of clunky and I don't know, just maybe ill thought out almost. I, I did think yeah. it was sick to see uh, how much more powerful Grogu has become, considering he put that rancor down and didn't need to take a nap immediately afterwards. He but he did though. take oh, a nap. He, did, he literally oh, he laid down yeah. right yeah. next to it. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, still a, he still put a rancor down, to say the he, least. Yeah. He didn't nap in place. He walked, like, a couple steps. He walked over <laughs> to the rancor yeah. and napped beside it. Yeah. Um. And then their little, like, the goofy end to the show just kind of, it was, it was weird. Like, Boba Fett's just, like kind of bumping elbows with people. He's like, oh, I'm glad we made it through the fight. Let's all yeah. smile. And then the camera cuts. <laughs> yeah. That felt weird to me. I enjoyed it just because, like, I don't think we've seen that kind of ending in a Star Wars thing before. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The So what do you think about the Boba versus Cad Bane, like, final duel, I guess? It, to I liked me, it, it a felt... lot. Yeah, I, I liked it, I guess. <laughs> Again, I like that it as a fight like scene, I, I just don't love that he is quote unquote like dead if he is. I mean, if Dave Filoni got his way, Cad Bane would have died at the end of the Clone Wars. Honestly, 
I might have preferred it. <laughs> I don't know. Like, because after seeing, like, the renders of that scene, like, pop up on YouTube recently for me, like, that scene is sick. It's yeah, so right. cool. And I, like, saw they were, like, they wanted to do something super similar to that scene, but didn't want to emulate it 100%. Um, and I think they did what they, they wanted to. Yeah, yeah. I seen and I think that, like, that. I can send it to you after the show. It's just, like, it's an unreleased Clone Wars arc that Filoni made where uh, it comes off to, like, a final duel between Cad and Boba, and Boba ultimately killed Cad Bane, and it's how Boba got the dent in the helmet. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, I'm not, so then, like, I, they used this to flesh that out, and, like, we got some realization of it. I'm okay with him being dead. Me too. Um, but I do hope they bring him back and, like, like in stories before yeah, cause I feel, that I, I, cause I My feel like thought it's... is that, like, he, like Ahsoka, is one of those characters, like, you're not going to pull from animation and, like, build this very like well-made costume for to use two like uh, let's say one and a half times right yeah and i feel like they're no strangers to jumping around the timeline and telling different stories so i feel like it's that's that's never been a star wars problem i wouldn't be if anything star wars created that problem yeah really i wouldn't be too surprised if he showed up in kenobi at least once that'd be great because those two do have like a history of yeah yeah, that I type feel of like stuff. That, yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And I like that, like, Cad Bane's whole thing with Boba is like, no, I know you, kid. I, I knew your father. I know you. I basically raised you to be the bounty hunter you are. And then Boba used the part of himself that Cad Bane and nobody else knows to ultimately yeah. take him down. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was poetic as shit. I honestly didn't even notice that until you you said that right there. Yeah, that yeah, that is. Um, what do you mean? I so, showed you flashbacks about happening before. I, I know, but I didn't know. I didn't notice it as like <laughs> this is the part of me you don't know. Like I don't. I didn't notice it as like some edgy self discovery thing. I just <laughs> it, he just <laughs> sorry he just stabbed him. He just stabbed him, and that was it. You don't have like, to okay. apologize. It was just like he. He used the weapon that he had, and it wasn't. It wasn't like anything about like I don't know being <laughs> being a person. I don't. I don't know. It just happened. It was so, a fight scene to me. But I think that so, was what ultimately like, they made me like okay with Cad Bane dying was like that he did it in that way. Yeah, yeah. That's I fair. mean, now now that you're saying it, it yeah. I also love how in the first couple episodes, when he was finally accepted into the tribe, he went and got this trunk. This tree branch made his own weapon, his own unique weapon. And then when everyone got murked, he's like, hey, I'll just take yours. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wouldn't um, it be more honorable to burn it with him instead of just stealing yeah. it off his corpse? <laughs> so, well, no, 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 I, no, he did. He picked it up and he was carrying two of them around with him. And then when he burned all the corpses, he put that dude's Oh, club. I guess you're right. Yeah. No. Uh, like, yeah, he no. did. His, his did not have... The the leader of that... Oh, yeah, because um, I thought Bobus had more of that, like, spike. Like, it was a yeah. longer, like, metal piece a part of it, right? Or, that was, no. I thought that was so. the leaders. The leaders uh, had the metal part on the bottom. And then that's what he used to kill Cad. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, so, didn't, I didn't notice. One one comparison that I never really thought about was I went and picked up comics this week and was talking to the guy who like owns the store about Boba Fett. 
And he's like, I like the show a lot. He's like, but why did they give Boba Fett Stockholm Syndrome with the Tuscans? He's like, they literally yeah. kidnapped him and tortured yeah. him. Yeah. No, that's that's. And I didn't consider was. that at all. I mean, until he it, said that. Yeah, I guess like it. It seemed like kind of weird that he bonded with them in my mind, but I, it didn't come to mind that it was like Stockholm Syndrome or anything. But yeah, it yeah. truly was. And that's not to me, I, I'm not trying to make a point there. I just like I heard that guy say that, and I was wondering what you guys thought about it. No, no, that's absolutely right. I feel like that was their excuse to like dances with wolves the yeah. whole thing, yeah. and mm, would be like, okay. "This is the outsider who gets like accepted into the culture," but like they didn't have a better reason. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I don't know. So, I think the finale again was like it's good that it's rooted in the story they were setting up because. Um, there are people who are not like pissed or anything but like there were supposed to be like some cameos and like other setup stuff that happened in the end of that episode that got cut yeah i don't know you guys hear anything about that i didn't but i feel like if anything was added to that episode it would have been way too clustered it was already all over the place as it was like with the fight scenes so potential spoiler alert i guess but what was the shit that was cut so yeah, potential spoiler. So one of the things we have confirmed to be coming out sometime in the future is a show focused on Kira and the Crimson Dawn. And she was supposed to be at the end of this show. Hmm, interesting. And I don't know exactly what was supposed to happen, but apparently Han Solo and Chewbacca were supposed to be the ones pointing Boba Fett in the direction of the Crimson Dawn. Ah, interesting. Um, I feel personally that, like the Aaron Eckhart version, I, or not Aaron Eckhart? Is that his name? No, dude. They were they were not gonna use that kid. They like had Hans. They had Harrison Ford like film stuff for Boba. Like it's there. They just didn't use it. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, he had he has some goofy name. I can't think of. It's like Alderin or or something yeah, like Al- that. Alden. Uh, um. Isn't it like Urquhart, Eckhart, something like that? Something like that. Al- Etrich? That, I don't know. It, it's, uh... <laughs> yeah, it's Alden Eckraker, or however you say oh, his last okay, name. okay, yeah. But uh, personally, I didn't... I liked him. I liked Me him too, as Me too, dude. I, he was great. I thought he, like, really embodied the character in Solo. I feel like he he tried his absolute damnedest and, and did, did really a pretty well. good job. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like if you were going to bring Han into... Into that show. Into the shows or into any shows, I feel like he's he's an option. He's the, he's you know the person I mean? I to do like it. He's a good, yeah, too, exactly. Yeah. Like, he's already played the character and he knows it. He knows the that character. And Harrison Ford hates him. Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. It's a fact. He hates it a lot. Harrison Ford hates Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I don't know. Um, um, and then the only other character cameo I heard got cut was Bosk. And I that's the only one that I wish they would have done just because, like, yeah. he honestly could have replaced the part of Cad Bane in that show because him and Boba had a much more personal relationship in I, I agree. It would have been and, a lot and, and harder to I watch agree. come and to an end. Yeah. I think that would have been really cool. I almost, it probably would have been, for me, it would have been harder hitting if he went and killed Bosk at the end, to be completely honest. And I think it would have been harder for Boba to do that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That does, it does save him for a season two, potentially, though. Hopefully. Um, But no, like, the Solo and Kira stuff, like, I'm fine with that not being in there, because I felt like that, those probably what would have been 40 total seconds of screen time 
would have completely taken over the hype that that episode got. Yeah. Like, any cool moment in that show would have been overdone by, like, oh my god, it's Harrison Ford! Yeah, like, exactly. Right. I agree, yeah. 100%. Also, Well, like, I am excited for Kira, is... Kira and the Crimson Dawn, because, like, they're doing stuff in the comics right now with, like, War of the Bounty Hunters and uh, Crimson Reign that are fantastic, and they're okay. fleshing out her character a lot and Dude, diving into, like, the criminal underworld of the odds and stuff, like... I'm really gonna have to get into Star Wars comics, because I, like, I've... I've wanted to for so long. It's just I don't. I don't know. I just I have haven't had the ability the entire, to do it. I guess. So I don't have the entire run of War of the Bounty Hunters because it was like fleshed out over several like little books. So like there was the main War of the Bounty Hunters, and then like Vader took part in it, Luke took part in it, and then they had like little one-off issues that were a part of it. So I don't have all of it, but any of it I have, you are more than welcome to read. And then Crimson Rain is going on right now. Like, I picked up book two on Wednesday. Are we just going to continue our book swaps, Zane? Because I am so down for that. <laughs> I am absolutely about that. Say, so my comics are... Um, there are comics, comrade, really. They're, uh, <laughs> they're open for anybody to read. <laughs> so, um, do we want to wrap it up with the end credit scene? Yeah, uh, I mean, it yeah. wasn't what I expected, but, like, no, I'm glad it, that Cobb Vanth isn't dead. Yeah. Because immediately when he said um, the back the tank is being used, I totally thought he meant the Wookiee. Yeah, Chrysanthemum. Because like, he told Chrysanthemum that, like, oh, I owe you yeah, yeah, oh, exactly. the back the tank. Like, yeah. But then Chrysanthemum showed up and he was fine, and I was like, okay, I guess not. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, what exactly no, I'm glad was the postcard scene? It's just like the. Cobb the, Vanth sitting in the back to tank, and it's the with mod, the mod guy. guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sure he's just going to show up next season with a robot arm because he got shot well, in the shoulder. Well, it's yeah. weird that that was what they chose for the post-credits scene because there was a scene when they walked past... They were walking around in the room and you can see Cobb Vanth in the back of the tank in the background. Before that. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, you, you definitely I also could. didn't. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that, that's a really strange choice then. I think originally, that again, that post credit scene would have been either Solo or Kira. So then they were kind of just like, well... We gotta put something here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm kind of glad they didn't put Han in it because, like, tr I don't know, me trying to, like, think, like, why would Han even go back there is, like, a total, well, I don't I even know. One of the theories that I heard about it that I liked way more is that Boba was gonna go to somebody who he knew, like, knew everybody, and that's mm -hmm. uh, Maz Kanata. Oh, yeah, So, like, yeah. he would go to her castle, and she'd be like, well, there's only one person that I know that can point you in the direction you're looking to go. And it would be, like, that similar, like, Han and Chewie in A New Hope thing where they're, like, they're the guys. Like, they're the guys you get a hold of. Right, yeah. And it would have been that yeah. kind of ending. That's not, I don't think that's what it was, but that is a theory I saw that I really liked. That, yep. and I think Maz Kanata is an underused character. I like her a lot in The Force Awakens, and <laughs> I think be, they definitely cool should explore her, her a little more. Exactly, because, I mean, she's old, dude. Like, she's, like, old. Like, Yoda yeah. old, I think. Well. But, yeah, I mean, I think that that just about does it for, for our yeah. Boba Fett yeah. Season 1 talk. I had, had a lot more complaints, but... <laughs> Rimbo, Rimbo's telling us it's time to be done. It's like, shut the hell up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I had a... I had complaints that I wanted to air, but honestly, they're totally irrelevant because they're just my opinion, and who cares? So, 
no, I, I mean, like, I'm, I'm glad we got more Boba Fett. I like Boba Fett more than ever because, you know, he's actually a character now with, like, motivations. Yeah. And dialogue. Yeah. And overall, I like the show. If they give it a season two, I'm hoping that there's a little bit more put into it. But that's that's my only thoughts on it. Yeah, I feel like this was... I don't even know how to explain, like, how I think they viewed this, I guess. But I don't know. I'm cautious for another season of Book of Boba Fett if they decide to do that. I liked a lot of what I saw. It wasn't the best season of television I've ever seen, but it was... Certainly a lot not of, the worst a lot season of, of television I've ever seen either. <laughs> it wasn't the worst season, or it wasn't the best season of television I've ever seen, but there was also a lot of the coolest Star Wars things I've ever seen in it. Or a couple. A couple. There were the some cool, very cool Star Wars things. moments. Not in, coolest, in thing, but cooler you know? things. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, yeah, that pretty much brings us to a close. Um, if there's anything that we didn't talk about or that we think, or you think we missed, please tweet at us at Nonsense Nerds. Um, um, with any if, anything you think that we missed, any questions, stuff like that, because I'm sure there are little things here and there that we didn't talk about that we should have. Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. enjoyed the voices of Pierce and Mark, which I'm well, sure you didn't, as well as myself, and you want to hear a more <laughs> a more NSFW version of this, you can always check out Class Tax Radio or follow us at C Stacks Radio on the old. Bird app. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I personally love the sound of my voice. I recorded myself. You absolute narcissist. I recorded myself <laughs> uh, singing um, a, a lullaby. I listen to it every day before I go to bed. <laughs> and then no one's going to love uh, me. I have to love myself. That's why I say it to myself <laughs> in a recording and then play it back. <laughs> Um, well, so, thanks for having us, where, guys. Wherever you listen to us, uh, leave a review if you can. We'd love to hear your thoughts, and we appreciate you guys stopping in, Pierce and Mark. Uh, we always like to have guests on the podcast because we all like to talk about nerdy shit, so why not have more people to do it? Fantastic. Yes, sir. I love you, Mark. <laughs> Bye. Yep, thank you for stopping by, and we hope to have you with us next time.